Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's December 1st, 2023. I am at Joel Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. Jeremy Lambert makes that face every single time I yell into the microphone, and it's been happening for 99 episodes now. Next week, Monday, is a very special Monday, because it's Main Channel Monday, and also because it'll be episode 100. What are we going to do? Probably nothing. Why am I bringing this up? Probably because I'm trying to vamp for a couple of minutes because I was looking for something to hold while I do the things that I do uh, and so that I could make fun of Jeremy in, in the opening. So here we are. Hi. It's good to see you. Welcome in. Jeremy's here. I am here. Rocky Romero is going to be here at 1130 a.m. Eastern. We're going to talk MLW one shot and literally everything else because Rocky is literally everywhere else. So Jeremy Lambert, how the heck are you? I'm going to ask Rocky Romero, Rocky, it's MLW one shot. If you only had one shot, one opportunity, would you let it slip? Could you please? <laughs> oh, that's going to be my opening question to Rocky. Rocky is everywhere. He's like, he just did an interview with Sean not too long ago. I've seen him pop up on, on other, other channels and stuff like Rocky's been asked, I feel like, everything under the sun. So I know Joel has a very good question that he has not been asked. This is going to be my question as well. We got to let's curate some questions for Rocky because again, Rocky has done a ton of media. He is the forbidden door. He truly, yeah. truly yeah. is. So let's, you know, we, we like to ask our audience. I don't know if I'm freezing here. I like no, to you're... ask, you know, okay, all right. We like to ask our audience, you know, what do you guys want to hear or seen be asked? Throw some questions out there for for Rocky Romero that that we can ask him here. What do you guys want to know from Rocky? So what do you want to talk about? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I was debating whether or not we're going to play partner promo punch in the face. I feel like for Rocky, because he is that guy in that forbidden door. I think we have to do it. And you know what? I already know who I'm going to do it with. So, uh, yeah, this will be fun. You should ask him about, um, you should ask, does Rocky love Emily? I love that. I love that question. Ryan Sullivan. I don't know. <laughs> I almost want to ask it, but then like, it just gets weird of like, huh? Rocky with like three ninjas, right? I feel like Rocky's a three ninjas fan. Maybe that's how he got his name was from the Three Ninjas franchise. Maybe, maybe. Uh, see, he's he's been asked about Mercedes Monet. He has, like, you know, he's he said he's going to talk and he was going to talk to the reps and everything now that she's back training. So I, I feel like we're going to get a similar answer than to what we've already heard. Uh, we like to ask questions that I got. I got. I gotta, let's let's air out some grievances on air here, Joel. Yes, please. Are, no, my grievance is with you. All so, right. 
Kip Sabian, you know, great interview with Kip Sabian. Everybody go back on Monday and, and watch that. Um, great interview with Kip Sabian. You asked about the box. It's a good question about the box. I'm like, I've heard this story so many times. So many times I've heard this story, but here's what I, here's what I have to realize. Here's what, and what I, what I, what I have realized just because I've heard it because I'm a crazy person and I listen to 300 interviews and a lot of the same interviews from the same people doesn't mean our audience has heard it. So it was a good question to ask. I, I, I'm not saying it wasn't, but like when you asked it, I'm just like, oh, I know this answer. I can give you this answer word for word, what he's going to say. And wrestlers are great because they're just great storytellers and they will throw in an anecdote and everything. And like the way he told it was very, very good. And when he talks about like, I need a box for a head. Uh, I was like, oh, that's that's a good little detail. That, I've like, heard this. Yeah. And I'd heard him tell these stories. Too. Yeah. But as senior nerd says, like, I haven't first time I've heard the box story. Exactly. And that's what I have to. That's what I do realize. Um, but in the moment when I am in the interview, like, I'm like, oh, I've heard this. But yes, that doesn't mean our audience has heard this. So it was a good question. Uh, it was something worth bringing up because a lot of our audience probably had not heard that story just because I've heard it three million times because I listened to every wrestling podcast and every interview doesn't mean everybody else has, but that, so this goes back to my point about Mercedes Monet. He's been asked this question a bunch. That doesn't mean that we can't ask it, but he has been asked the Mercedes question. He's addressed the Mercedes stuff. We can ask it. Well, so let me give you my kind of point of view to it. Cause I, I, by the way, I, I largely agree with you. Uh, we're in a bubble, you and I and others who are in this, you know, the reporting, reading, catching up with wrestling all the time. We see a lot of these answers and there are people in our chat who said I haven't. And that's, you know, totally understandable. Um, so re-asking isn't, isn't ever an, a problem. For me, when I try to ask a question that I already know has been told, I try to take a different angle. And I think most, you know, good interviewers will try to take a, a different angle or take a different approach to get more out. Um when I was asking him, I wanted to get more on his, like more on the, the, how were you feeling when you were just standing out there in a damn box? You know, it was less about tell me the story about how it came together. Cause like, I knew that I knew how the box came together. I knew the UPS and the severed head, you know, illusion story. And it was funny. And I love that he tells it. But for me, I was like, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm standing outside in a box and people are just walking past me for the first few months that I'm doing it, that's gotta be kind of depressing. And I wanted to get his view and kind of maybe it was the way I, I framed it wasn't right because I, I meandered a little bit on the question. But it was really just about, you know, how his mental health was at the beginning of it, because clearly it was a it was messed up, as he said. It was, it was a question worth asking. You did frame it well. And I wanted to ask, uh, you know, the inspiration stuff, because I'd heard the you know, I knew he took inspiration from Shia LaBeouf with that so i wanted to know who else he took inspiration from um oh this is what we need to ask about talking shop talking shop a mania when when are we doing this again <laughs> this has been asked a million times and the answer is always the same <laughs> when it's right <laughs> when gallows and anderson are, are, are free again to do five, it in five years when gallows <laughs> and because because paul Levesque is making very good on this time around on their contracts after what happened the last time yeah. where he was like gonna resign you no problem bro and then vince was like cut him 
And that was that. This time, Triple H is just like, no, 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 I owe them this time. I can't screw them like that again. We don't, we don't, we don't need to ask like, when's it going to return? Because we know like it's not happening as long as they're under WWE contract. Uh, but like asking about the previous ones, Katie mentions the boner yard match. Like, yeah, this is the stuff we need to know about how, when they come to come to Rocky with these ideas, like, is he just like, yeah, sure. Like whatever you want to do type of thing. Or does he got to be like, uh, I gotta rein you in a little bit on some of this stuff. Like that's what I want to know. Does Rocky like? Is, does he feel comfortable enough reining them in on stuff? Because Gallows, especially, he'll just go, man. He will just go and bless him for it. It's just all about popping the boys. Good brothers is the 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 only description for those two. Very very uh, only description for those two. I do want to ask this question, by the way the strong title being part of the C2. That is, that is something we will ask um, because that, you know, we talked about it on this show of, I thought like Tom Lawler, Fred Rosser should be in this tournament considering their ties to new Japan and new Japan strong. They're obviously not like, I do want Rocky's thoughts on that. So we got plenty, we got plenty of questions to, to ask Rocky. We're, we're not hurting, but I also want to know, like, uh, you know, want to know what, what you people, you people want to know as well yeah putting it on putting it on a place like twitter is just begging for problems so we'd rather have our friends here in the chat do it and by the way while you're here go ahead leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here at uh, fightful overbook because that is getting us closer to our goal for the end of the year you know what jeremy let's get to that fifteen thousand mark we're very close we're like uh, less than 200 subs away you're not getting the fireworks here there they are fireworks are here uh, get get that sub goal for us. We want to get uh, to that fifteen. Is it fifteen thousand? Whatever it is, we I want the know. next round number. Just get us there. Uh, subscribe to the channel. It's free, free ninety nine. Everyone's favorite price. And while you're at it, if you want to be a little more generous with your money, and you got it, I know it's the holidays. I get it. But if you want to donate a super chat, any amount, question statement read on the air, and always makes us a little happier. Okay, okay. We have a lot to talk about. Do we? We do. I mean, some yeah. is. Uh, Hey, you know, okay, fine. You know, uh, we had a good week. Um, have a good weekend, and we'll see you. Uh, thank, thank you, Kenny. Okay, so let's. I'm uh, taking that. I'm taking that for myself. By the way, being the elites finished, he's not going to do it anymore. This, that's mine now. Okay, road to 15k. Let's go. Uh, let's let's go with. Uh, let's talk about the five select reports. Talks about CM Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin being. Oh. Oh, that select report? Yeah. What, do you have another select report you want to get on? Um, what about the early preview of Molly Bell's article? That's that is up now already. Up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can subscribe to Five Select for 10 bucks and get early access. If you really if you want that stuff, that's amazing. Get it. The Molly Bell article went up on Thursday on Select for early preview. It's now available on the main channel or on the main site. Go check that out. But yes, we're we're gonna talk about Austin and Punk. Because apparently now more than ever, for some reason, it is now on the table. Who'd have thought that all all that had to happen to get Punk versus Austin was for CM Punk to come back to WWE? <sighs> yeah, yeah, we we've got Austin and Punk rumors, you know, almost a decade over a decade later, right? They they filmed that stuff for like WWE 2K13. I don't think it was 2K. I think it was just WWE 13. Uh, so like decade later. Um, 
CM Punk and Steve Austin rumors. It didn't never came to fruition then with, you know, Austin taking on Owens last year. Seems like it can be kind of likely with now they, they, they wanted to get Austin for mania this year. Austin said that like, it wasn't uh, feasible for his schedule. Cause he was doing the, um, you know, doing the, the what was it, stone cold versus America stone cold takes on what, that, that show on a and E that he was doing. And now we'll, we'll see if it happens this year. I think it's feasible. I think it's, I think it's very feasible. I think it's a match. Austin's always liked and respected punk. Right, like he's always, he's always said nice things about Punk. I don't think he. I think he's understood Punk, understood like his his mindset, his mentality, sometimes his frustrations and uh, things like that. I don't know about now, but certainly back then, he's always spoken you know relatively highly of him. And then, obviously, Punk wants it. Punk has been wanting that match for for a decade, if not more. So if they can make it happen. I don't know why they won't try to make it happen. Uh, you know, it's WrestleMania 40. It's a, it's a, it's a big milestone WrestleMania. I don't know if they put any extra stock into the, the anniversary WrestleManias, but I think they want to make every WrestleMania the biggest WrestleMania of all time. But certainly uh, that's a match. They probably want to happen. And I, w- I, w- I wonder how everybody else feels about it. Though. and by everybody else i mean people in the back yeah like how because <laughs> who cares yeah. what we think we don't matter yeah. we're just here to talk about the ideas not the execution right like i wonder how like they feel right. about it and again how they feel about punk coming in in general and we've talked about it throughout this week like that stuff will probably start to manifest and show a little bit more as the the weeks and months leading up to wrestlemania pass uh and punk gets the spot that he's gonna get um but it, like, if you can make it happen, I, I think you have to. Honestly, I do. Like, for a fan perspective, I want to see it. I want to see the the promos on TV. Austin looked good in the match with Owens, but Owens, he was going to bump his ass off and, and like make sure all of that looked good. I think Punk's going to be very similar. Punk has enough respect to where he's going to be very similar in that. I don't think I don't know if he's going to bump as well as Kevin Owens did. Uh, different different styles and everything, but he's going to make sure it looks as good as possible. Yeah. Do you think this is a mania a, a mania match or is this anywhere else? Because remember, on no, Wednesday we started talking about. I, I get it. I just I know on on Wednesday we started talking about is this is it Rollins and Punk for the title or now this comes out that there's a possibility of doing Austin. We don't even know if 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 this will happen. This is more like. The feeling is that now more than ever, it could happen and that the floodgates are open and that, you know, Punk was like, yeah, I'll do it. Ten years ago, I was listening to an interview with Austin from 10 years ago and Austin named CM Punk as, a, as an opponent he would come back to the ring for. But this was before before Owens even debuted in WWE, before he was around and they did that match. He already had CM Punk on his brain because at the time that was always a, a rumored dream match for both men. And clearly it's what they want to do. Um, or at least it's definitely what CM Punk wants to do. Yeah, it could be a mania match. I can see it that way. My general feeling is if they haven't announced Punk going for the world title by the time they get to Raw on March 25th because it's at Allstate Arena. 
then that's where they'll do the Austin announcement. That's when they would pull the trigger because we'll be two weeks out from, from Mania at that point. It's the same thing that happened with Kevin Owens when he was doing his little calling out Austin until finally two weeks out. Austin was like, let's do the let's do the KO show, and then it evolved into the match and all that stuff. So I could see them doing that. So if they don't have a match with the Rollins set for Mania by the 25th of March or whenever that, that Raw is at Allstate Arena, that's going to be the Austin match. That, that makes sense. I would like them to set it up sooner rather than later. It's not that the Austin Owens, like that was good. The, the match was good. The, you know, Kevin like carried that program on raw. I'd like to, to see Austin make some, and maybe he can make an appearance on that raw in Chicago. Um, but I'd like to see Austin actually make a raw appearance or two leading up to the match um because it would feel kind of late in the game to do austin and punk you know two weeks beforehand it's it's mainly it's going to sell regardless punk's going to make it sell regardless uh like the the program itself but i i would like to uh i would like that to be set up a little bit sooner and jeff fellow driver makes a makes a good point and this is what i was talking about where um how did the rest of the people feel like Mania, that means neither Becky or Seth is going to main event any night because you ain't Austin Punk is main event. That's the main event right there. Um, so, yeah, that would mean they probably wouldn't get a main event spot. How do people feel about that? Again, if, I go back to what I said on Wednesday when we talked about Rhea and Becky not getting it if it was Punk and Rollins. You say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going on last, but here's a sack of money. Does that make you happy? We don't know what's going to make people happy, but we just know that like this is something... That has Becky. satiated people in the past. Okay, there, there's a big difference with that, though, because if it's Seth and Punk, at least it's a world title. At least Seth gets his moment. And Becky and Seth, obviously married, Becky can you know be happy for her husband on that. Now you're alienating, though, Punk, or not Punk, uh, Becky and Seth. Like, wait, I'm now lost out on my moment again. Becky's like, wait, now I don't have this match. My husband doesn't have this match. This guy has this match. I there's a there's a there's a bigger bigger picture here. I don't think pictures are the right word, but there, there's a bigger issue here if it's Punk and Austin instead of Punk and Seth, because at least you're rewarding Seth. Like with Austin and Kevin Owens, nobody's really mad that that man evented. I think everybody understood it. One because they love Kevin Owens. Two, that everyone has the respect for Austin. You still got the respect for Austin, but the the loving CM Punk part ain't uh ain't ain't the same thing as loving Kevin Owens. I'm sure you saw the Kevin Owens clip when he was asked about Punk, and Kevin was like, "I just want to have fun as long as he's here to show up, do the same thing. We're cool." And then he gives like you know a five minute love story to, to Randy Orton's return. So a uh, big difference in the answers there from from Kevin Owens, uh, and, a, and a big difference but the general backstage vibe when it comes to KO and how beloved he is compared to CM Punk and how people feel about him. Maybe you know maybe if Punk really wants to really wants to show he's a team player and, and stuff, like maybe you don't do Austin and Punk as the main event it should be like that that's the match like it, it's tough to imagine that not that not being the main event but maybe you don't do that as the main event and then punk's got to show like all right you know what fine i gotta take this one on the chin it should be the main event but i get it 
And that builds some goodwill with the rest of the talent too. I just love this idea that we're just going to keep poking the CM Punk bear and just being like, you can't get angry. Yeah. You can't get angry. You can't get angry. Well, we're taking away things. You want the main event? Yep. You want, you want Austin? Not the main event. You get Austin, but not the main event. I, I only laugh at it because just the idea of it is so hilarious to me, but also you can't have a guy, one guy as, as popular as he is uh, come in and basically upend your entire you know, mania plans. But Austin might be the guy that you can also do that for. <laughs> it, it really comes down to the build. It really comes down. And, and again, this is one of those situations where if they do the match at WrestleMania, it's going to come down to how hot the build is. People are going to be excited for it. But like if one build has got people feeling a certain way versus another, what? then that's going to change where something sits on the card. That's just the reality of it. Some people were going to, some people are going to have to eat crow and some people are going to be told, like, this is going to come down to how you perform. And I don't hate that as a potential scenario. If if you go in being like, okay, Becky and Rhea, that's the match, then Becky and Rhea have to deliver as well. If you tell Becky and Rhea, hey, you want that main event slot, you got to out promo, you know, Punk and Austin and it maybe make some assurances that you're not going to try and sabotage it some way because – God knows that happens in wrestling, but you know, the, the idea being like, if you, you want it, you work for it and they've worked for it the entire year they have. Now the build has to be equally, uh, equally impressive. It can be. And you can still like, if you mentioned, you mentioned, um, you know, two weeks punk in Austin, all state, like punk does a call out. Austin shows up. They do a promo battle that night. One more week. Maybe they're both there. Maybe they're just, maybe it's just, video packages, whatever it is. Like it's punk in Austin. I know Becky and Rhea, they've had the build. They should probably get it, honestly. Um if that if that's the on the table, but like it's gonna be tough to supplant Punk and Austin. And like what's the match for Seth that you're thinking, even with a good build, this is gonna be over Punk and Austin. Cause I think Jimmy and Jay's gonna have a good build. You ain't putting that over Punk and Austin. And Jimmy and Jay's a three year story mind you you know what i like i like that this conversation is is giving a lot of different stories that have a lot of build and anticipation and can potentially all be main event spots i like that i like that the investment is there jimmy and jay may not be a main event at wrestlemania but it will be a featured attraction match the idea of who will seth face if it's not punk could be sammy they can get into that business seth and sammy wouldn't be the worst idea uh, especially if you want a wrestling match as your world title match, those two would light it up and have that style of match. Whereas Punk and Stone Cold would potentially have another, you know, street fight, brawl, walk and brawl type of scenario. Or Austin's going to be like, no, if I'm coming back, I'm coming back to do a real match with CM Punk. None of this, you know, BS like I did with KO. No offense to KO. We don't know. Again, we, it could be Drew Gulak goes down to Texas for a week and or a month and, and works Austin. out. Austin. Austin was doing walk-in brawls in his prime. He that wasn't doing true. real matches. But maybe he wants to go back to his stunning Steve. Maybe he's going to grow out the skull <laughs> and just get everyone excited. <laughs> he ain't done real match since, uh, you know, oh, and un- unfortunately the pile driver incident. He said it himself. He's had to change up his whole style yeah. because of that. So he's doing walk-in brawl regardless. And Punk, I said this after All-In. I said it after All-In. Punk is a big arena performer you saw it at all in like punk and joe went out there 
and had a big arena match because they've been on that stage before. Punk's going to go and is certainly WrestleMania. He's going to have, and against the guys limited as Austin, he's going to have a big arena match. Um, so I don't, I think Punk will be just fine in the match. Austin, whatever Austin wants to do, he's going to do. Seth and Sammy, you can do a good story off of that, but like it's tough for me to see any match bigger than than Punk and Austin as the main event. I do think, by the way, I know like you're kind of joking about dangle the carrot, like ah, you can't get mad, you can't get mad. I do legitimately think that like the the best option is like you get the match with Austin, but you got to concede that just it's not going to be the main event here because you ain't been here all year working and everything. It's going to sell out regardless. You're going to get paid regardless. You just won't get this main event spot. And you got to, you got to accept that. You got to be happy with that. And then next year, put the work in for the, a full year, you know, then we'll see if you can get the main event spot. That might be the best course of action there because okay you you risk upsetting punk they were doing fine with without punk we've mentioned that they were doing fine without punk at the end of the day he still gets his match against steve austin i think that would make him happy enough and that's one of those things of like look i faced austin you didn't it wasn't the main event but like who else besides kevin owens can say they faced stone cold steve austin on this roster so. Our our Chicago historian and and uh, Chicago enthusiast Phil Lindsay over on Grapsity called him Cash Money Punk. I know that's not the first time anyone's called him that, but he he was the one I most recently heard him call that, and I immediately was like, "Yep, that's exactly what we're doing here," and that's fine. Maybe Punk is just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna work some fun, creative stories, get some stuff out that I always wanted to do, match wise." He's not here to work with young talent. He didn't come here. He didn't do. He didn't do any of the. I'm here to work with the young talent. You know, lines from his WWE doesn't have young talent. <laughs> That's true. Everyone who's in NXT is a certain age. <laughs> what about that young spry LA Knight? Yeah. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make here is that he came in and he wants to take on the best of the best here. He wants to take on the main eventers. He wants to take on the people who are featured prominently in wwe and he wants to be that guy on top he basically said the brass ring is in my back pocket alluding to the pipe bomb where you know the mythical brass ring was part of the conversation this is an opportunity for punk's potential story to be i am the best in the world and now i'm going to prove it in this generation that's okay with me and if he comes in and he has high money matches with big money you know wrestlers then great. Let's do that. It just comes down to how the stories are told. And Austin could be that, that. This is why I'm like, do we do this right away? Austin could be that last big money match that he builds to. That he's like, I never had this, but I've done everyone else. Now I want Austin. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, they they can do Austin. They can do it at Mania. But I don't necessarily have to do it with Austin at Mania. They could even do it a year from now at Mania 41. I know, I know, I know. But again, you have to kind of trust that if Punk wants to be on his best behavior, this is, again, now we're dangling the carrot long term. Now the carrots are one year away. Mania 41, you want Austin, you got to go through all of these programs first with people that in some cases you, you've wronged or you've said some disparaging things about in the past. How can you work with them before you go work with your best pal, Stone Cold? I think if Austin wants to do the match of this Mania, you go ahead and you do it. It's going to come down to Austin, right? Punk's obviously going to agree to to that match. He's not like, eh, let me work with Seth instead of Steve Austin here, no offense to Seth. I, I think that's the program they're trying to set up. I think that's the program they should do. But if the Austin, if Austin's there, you're going to do that match and you're going to do it all you can if Austin's agreeable to it because you don't know if he's going to be agreeable to it next year. You don't know what the schedule is going to be like next year for, for them. Like you have to do it. This is where they kind of missed the boat on the rock stuff. Last year, it's like, okay, if it was set up, it was agreed to. And look, I think there's some brothering going on of how far into talks they were they were with that match, no matter what Rock says. But like, if it was there, then it, you should have done it last year. I don't care if you're trying to tell this great cinematic story of like, oh, the story didn't work for me there. Like, if it was there, you should have done it because there's no guarantee you're getting it this year. There's no guarantee you're getting it at all. So if, if Austin's agreeable to do it, this year and these are two guys too that unlike roman and rock where they're trying to tell this deep cinematic story because it's bloodline and their their family and everything punk and Austin don't need this deep shit just give them microphones and let them go that's all you need you ain't trying to tell this layered ass story with cm punk and and steve austin you're trying to just be like one guy wants to whoop this guy's ass probably because he won't have a beer with him and the other guy wants to prove that he is the counterculture icon and wants to prove that he is better than this person. That That's it. That's all you're doing. 
with this. And they're also trying to prove who had the bigger walkout when they took their balls and they went home. They're people are take- making the glass. People are making the glass shatter jokes. Yeah, that yeah. Austin comes out and says, "I use real glass," and Punk is being like, "That's not safe." <laughs> uh, they gotta bring back, but they gotta bring this. They, they'll never do it because they're so LED boards and shit nowadays. They gotta bring back like the glass partition thing that breaks. When you go, that's the greatest entrance of all time for a mania entrance they can absolutely do that they can do a big and remember remember the triple h wrestlemania 27 entrance where he throws the hammer at the glass wall and it breaks but then it turned out that they had recorded it earlier in the day and that they had to like show it to the they had to cut basically through it because if you watch there's like a cutaway he does the he throws the hammer the glass shatters and then it's an empty arena in the shot because of the camera's behind triple h and then they cut and they're back live in the arena <laughs> and then the room is full again i thought that was really funny i'm looking up when uh when raw's in atlanta coming up uh, on the road to mania but they're not because then i would have been like let's do let's do a, a raw in atlanta where neither man show up and then they say they took their ball and went home because that's what that's where it happened with austin back in uh oh. 2002 2001 2002 yeah anyway <sighs> So punk, punk and Austin. What what's your percentage of this actually? Have? We'll play the percentage game. Shout out, Will Washington. Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your percentage of this happening, Joel? I am sixty percent that this would happen. I sat at fifty fifty when the report. Stop it! I sat at. 50- it's mine now. All right, fine. I'm saying sixty forty because I'm fifty fifty when the report came out. How many times has Sean? you know, reported a story and then we've, we've sat here humming and hawing. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh no, it's happening again. This this is not like we're so, we are really friggin' good at this uh, on Fightful, but like we, we break a story or we talk about a story and then it happens. Typically when we put something out like this, it's closer to happening than even we might think. So I'm at 60%. All right. You know, the, the the headline of this story is WWE sources optimistic CM Punk versus Stone Cold could happen. So it's clearly from the WWE side, not the not the CM Punk side. I'm sure Punk is wants it to happen. It's going to come down to Austin. I'm with you that Sean doesn't do this unless he feels confident about it. But we're still a few months out. Um, you know, the, the punk or not punk, the Austin story last time came out on Valentine's day, Valentine's day. Cause that was the big news days. That's when Cody left, uh, Cody left AEW as well. Everybody's just trying to spend time with their significant other and wrestling. just like, eh, <laughs> I don't care about your family life as wrestling does. Um, so, you know, they're putting it out there now and, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm. I, I feel like it's 50-50 right now. I feel like it's 50-50 because I'm sure WWE was confident in December or optimistic, not confident. I'll use the correct terminology that Sean used. I'm sure they were optimistic last December they could get Austin something for Austin to do at Mania this this year, and then nothing happened because look, stuff just stuff just comes up. Stuff changes. So I, I feel like it's 50-50 right now. Some of the chat are saying 69% and I need to bring that up because, you know, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen, we're going to see how that, how that plays out. 
there is no lack of storytelling for both the match and other options for Punk. That's kind of the positive here is that you have a fresh in WWE CM Punk to work with and you have Stone Cold who is Stone Cold. Like you said, Jeremy, it can easily just be we we both want to be the man or we both want to beat each other's asses. And on top of that, which one is the king of counterculture? Because both of them at one time in their career represented counterculture and professional wrestling storytelling. So who knows? It could be a lot of fun regardless seeing Punk and Austin. It could be a lot of fun seeing Punk and Seth. Again, the storytelling is amazing there. Uh, and we'll see where that winds up. So it's good. Here's the the true elephant in the room that we have not brought up on any of this. Where does Brock Lesnar fit in? Buddy, I've been saying I've been saying Punk and Lesnar has to we got to we got to run it back. Why wouldn't we? I know y'all talked about it on uh, on the spotlight or at least you made made reference to it. One of the better matches that Punk had during that later run. We could do that. I would love to see it one more time and have Lesnar come in and just be like, punk just looks at Lesnar and be like, what happened to you? See the hair, the long hair and the beard. <laughs> punk just be a complete dick. And Lesnar be like, what happened to you? <laughs> just let them be completely just dumb and, and make references to UFC careers. You know, let, let Lesnar go all in on punk's UFC tenure. That's I think it, I think Seth is bringing that up or Dominic, but Dominic's already brought oh, yeah. it up on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I think one of those guys are bringing it up long before Lesnar gets there. Um, Everyone but- just brings it up. <laughs> Every Roman brings it up. Paul brings it up. So every, and then all of a sudden Punk is just like, yes, I was in UFC. Yes. I lost two matches. Technically I won one several years later. But please move on. No, he didn't win. It was just a no contest. It was a no he contest. Didn't technically win. He didn't. Te- he didn't technically lose. There you go. He didn't technically lose. So therefore, he won, and he'll do a victory lap running around the ring because that's what Punk does. Man, I don't know if we're doing this media literacy episode for episode one hundred on Monday, but feels like now I understand. <laughs> I understand Sean's frustration with this i truly truly do because you know i it was reported on Mon- i don't want to get too much into this but i also did make it my headline so it was reported on monday by hausman that you know punk was taking a shot of the young bucks with the victory lap and i literally said on this show like i, I corrected zarian because zarian kind of brought it up and i was like no he wasn't doing that there's video he was just clapping his hands kind of getting the crowd up there was no victory lap and then you know Hausen put out the report and people are like oh okay and i was like yeah there's literal video we didn't need a report there's literal video of it not being a victory lap and then people couldn't understand maybe i didn't word it well but you know if you watch the video you could see he's not taking a victory lap if you, if you think i guess people can't read into my thoughts or anything but like if you think that's a victory lap in the same vein the young bucks took one i don't know what to tell you like i don't know what to tell you on that so i had to like clarify and then people are so confused of like i still don't know which side like really what what are we doing here what, what are we doing and the fact that like i found it hilarious people were like i'm gonna call you a i would call you a slur if over this and i'm just like are you admitting this out loud 
Like these what? People, these people again. I I tweeted this back before I had any sort of following. If you and I've said this on the show, so y'all have heard this. Get ready for it. If your avatar on social media is not your face or the brand you represent, you are most likely under the age of 16, over the age of 65, and completely worthless to this conversation. So just ignore, block, or mute if you have to. It's your energy. Just ignore them. Yeah, and I typically, they were in my mentions all day arguing over this stuff and i didn't yes exactly and i didn't pay any (laughs) i didn't pay any mind to it but the person who just decided to just be like i would call you a slur and then there's like oh you work for fightful whatever i'm just like are you just like i thought it it's not funny to to admit that but i'm just like are you really admitting this out loud like what are we doing here that you are going to to admit this out loud what are we doing these are the um, same people that get that, that that think that nobody at their if they have a job that's the first caveat that nobody is found and is actively keeping a tab on a so on their social media or they're sitting there just being like i don't say anything that bad and then they realize they didn't get that job or promotion because of literally everything they said being bad I do agree with some people, by the way. TBZ Mike says, what if I don't want my face on the internet? Yeah, some people don't like want their their face out there. And look, if you're one of those people, I respect that completely. Yeah. Then just go about your business and be a normal person and don't be a dick. Like, yeah, that's that's really what I'm getting at. Is if you yeah. find someone who's being a complete dick on the internet to you and that in their avatar is something other than what I'm talking about, then yes, they are under 16, over 65 and just... Don't bother. If you're listen, DBZ Mike, I get it. You wanna you wanna remain anonymous? Totally understandable. You're not a dick. I haven't seen you be a dick to us here. I haven't seen you be a dick to people in the chat. I'm fine with your anonymity because you haven't given us a reason to be like, why is this guy being a dick? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just it was something, and I was like, man, this is this is literally what Sean deals with all the time. And uh I, I feel I feel bad for him for that and Kate people too, by the way Kate too gets it uh, too and and you know there are there are people who are going to be thinking well they also like fight back on it and they don't have to and that's true they, do. they don't they don't have to but I think to a certain degree when some of the battles that they choose are worth having uh, and and yeah it just brings out the the worst in people it's very frustrating yeah yeah. Anyway, not you guys in the chat. We love all of you guys. You guys are great. Wait Some people. <laughs> I love the chats. You bury the chat at every chance you get. There's no proof of me ever burying the chat. There's no proof of me ever saying disparaging remarks about Adam Copeland, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. There's no proof of any of this. We're going to talk about them in just a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I. that's true. I, I do hate everything. Joel Wait, hates that- AEW. That's true. That's why I'm waiting yeah. so long to not talk about it so that we only have like no time. Stop that. We only have so much time once we get to Rocky that we only get like 10 minutes for, uh, for any AEW. No, let's, let's, let's talk about AEW. Uh, by the way, Rocky Romero joins us at 1130 AM Eastern. It's 1045 now. So get ready for that. It's going to be a good conversation. Uh, talking about MLW one shot and literally every other company that he works for, which is literally every other company you can think of except for WWE. But he has friends there, so. Does. 
there's that. Uh, AEW, I very much enjoyed Dynamite this week. I think it went by, I know, I think wow. it, it, it went by very, it was well paced. I'm not going to be like, oh, it went by so quickly. But when I say that, actually, I think it's a, it's a pretty good thing because I didn't feel like I was watching like two hours just drag by. No, I looked up at the clock. I was like, oh, it's already 930. Like we're getting close to the main event. This is great. And the main event isn't like a 30 minute match that they're doing because it's kind of the classic and 20 minute time limits. But it was more like it was just well paced, well paced, well planned. Some really good, uh, really good backstage segments, some good in ring, both matches and talking segments. Nothing really sucked in a way that like I want to call it. Well, it was one thing, but nothing really sucked so bad that like I want to call it out that bad. But Ric Flair's still around, so there's that. Oh. Uh, Revolution is going to be March, th- March, March third. That's a Sunday, Third. and they're going to be doing it in Greensboro, North Carolina, at uh, at the Coliseum. The, the history's there. We talked about it once upon a time, as that would be the place to do it. If not there, then Atlanta. Nope, turns out it's going to be Greensboro. First question, Jeremy, are you going? I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to I'm making the towns, brother. Seriously. Uh yeah, I'm this uh, I'm going to be in rough shape this weekend. Um but I'm going to try to 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 do the the Greensboro show. That's that's the plan. Plans can change, but I'm definitely I'm going to definitely try to to make it. I got to be there first things last match. I know a lot of people are going to try to make it so it, it's going to be easier said than done i assume but we'll, we'll, we're going to try to make it happen the melted candle known as rick flair delivered a promo oh, uh, or at least he, he talked um i'm getting this out of the way now so that we can talk about the things that were actually quite good about the show all uh, right yeah because i mean i don't want to spend too much time on it because again i largely enjoyed dynamite but like what are we doing here flair comes out he's in the promo i feel bad for sting even though sting is so jazzed that his pal rick flair is a part of this i think he's gonna start seeing that this is not working the way he wanted it to um yeah what do what do we think of the old melted wax candle so And we've done this before, you and I. We've talked about why historically this might be important to Sting. And why historically this is, you know, there's a reason to be doing this. Now, unfortunately, we have to deal with 2023 Ric Flair trying, and in some cases, really failing to understand what fans of this promotion are interested in and invested in. And also when to pull back and stop being the star of the show. Rick's going to be Rick, right? We knew Rick was going to be Rick. It's just a matter of how you're going to limit him to do on things he's going to do and say and whatnot. The the dynamite promo was a backstage thing. He was there. It was, uh... then the stuff came out about what he said on rampage. Um, Look, the, so for for those that don't know what he allegedly said, I have not seen video, so I can't. I don't know if people weren't recording it. I don't know. It was just there were multiple tweets about it, and I don't know if one person tweeted it, and then it's like, oh, let's pick up on this. Like you know how that happens uh, when it when it comes to the internet, right? Like one person, what happened with Mason Mansoor? They were like, hey. Matt Riddle bitch slapped Gunther and people just ran with that. And they never said that. So I don't know if I don't know what the issue, if it was actually said or anything like that, but what was allegedly 
said was that Rick invited any female 18 to 28 to his hotel room. No husbands, no boyfriends. That's what he allegedly said. If anybody has video, please, please, uh, please send that. Like I would like to get any type of confirmation. If he said it, I would imagine that does not air. Otherwise, the fuck are we doing over at AEW to to make that air? I imagine that's not going to air tonight on Rampage. And if he said it, he shouldn't be on television. Like, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be on television at all. People, and I've seen people, like, he made that tweet yesterday with his friggin' every word capitalized nonsense. Shall I read this out loud? Yeah, yeah, read the tweet. Rick Flair tweeted yesterday at just uh, 5.43 Eastern. I am, yes, all capital letter, all, all, uh, all capitalized first letter of the word. I am so tired of hearing all this negativity. I don't need to work and I don't need the money. Can't I simply enjoy being by my dear friend Sting's side for the next few months without so much hatred? I know I'm old, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy life. I have earned the right to do whatever I want and exactly where I want. And I'm exactly where I want to be. I appreciate everything, Tony. I appreciate everything, Tony Khan, but I'm more than willing to walk away if I am embarrassing you and your company. All I can say is I'm sorry, exclamation point. If he said this, he should be walking away because he is embarrassing Tony Khan and the company. He is. There's I'm going to add, sorry, I'm going to add. He also tweets it out with a photo, knowing that that's how you get direct engagement. And it's a photo from full gear of him with his head down and Sting with his head down looking sorry. So like this is very, very contrived. And he's very much trying to play old man, I'm sorry. Continue, please. If he said it, he should walk away because he is embarrassing Tony Khan and AEW. And I know it's a small contingent of of fans that are online and a, an even smaller contingent of fans that know about this story. Because I I saw that I, I saw a lot of comments uh defend like, no, you're still Ric Flair, you're the man, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, even had people like Jericho and Miro of like, you're still Ric Flair. Like, you know, you're Flair. You, you can do this. You don't let them. And I'm, I'm wondering, I'm truly wondering because I don't know. I don't. Are they defending that he is Ric Flair, which is one thing to defend and it still might not be like the greatest thing to defend? Or are they defending the promo where he allegedly said these things, because if it's the latter, they need to be checked as well. They, if, if they are defending him saying, Hey, females 18 to 28, when I'm 75 years old, come into my hotel room, no husbands, no boyfriends. They should be checked on that as well, because there's no place for them to defend that. There's no defense for that he is 75 maybe 73 i don't rick flair doesn't know his own age so but like you can't just oh he's rick flair that's not a defense for this maybe it was a defense when he was in his 20s 30s 40s it's not a defense when he's in his 70s like it's i i don't know i don't know 
Yeah. It's if this is him getting ahead of it, he did a bad job. <laughs> Someone was saying this is Andrade and, and Conrad coaching him. I don't think he I don't think he was coached. I think I think like he's, no, he's, his 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 statements uh, when the Dark Side of the Ring episode came out were terrible as well. And yeah. then he had to put out a statement on top of a statement on top of a statement because the first one was so bad. So yeah, this is this is Flair acting on his own and just being like, "I'm poor old man, please." It was a different time, but I'm saying this now because I love life. And it's like, no, you you've always been this way. You've been told that this is not right, and you're acting this way. Why do you think it's still okay to get on the like? Unless, listen, here's the here's the only exception. He comes out and he says, "I have dementia and I say some shit sometimes." And at that point, it's just like, all right, well, maybe the old man shouldn't be on TV. I. The worst part about this is that he's like, I'm sick of the negativity. Well, guess what this tweet is going to bring forth, Rick? It's going to bring forth more negativity across all sides. And why are we talking about it? Because it wasn't just a promo. It was said to a room full of people who did not feel comfortable by him saying it. And we live in an age where on social media, this stuff travels and people who are fans of these companies go to support the company and the show and attend the shows wanting to enjoy it and have a good time and feel safe. So that's why we talk about it here. Because if the feeling at these shows is that it's okay that he says this shit and that he's cheered for saying this shit, then other people are going to act out and believe this shit is okay. And it's not okay. So we need to stop I, pretending like a promo is a promo and it's just acting when there are people out there who are friggin' weird in wrestling worlds and think that it's just okay to do these things and say these things. I wish it was a promo. Because a promo implies that you are trying to sell a match or an angle or a feud or anything like that. This does nothing of that. It doesn't do there. There was no point to it. Like I, again, a promo implies you're trying to get something over. What are you trying to get over except creepiness? I wish it was a wrestling promo because he probably wouldn't have said it if it was a wrestling promo. It was, a, was, it was a promo 30, 40 years ago when he said it in the ring. And times have very much stopped that. Times have changed. Bringing some levity to the conversation. Thank you. That's why I had to giggle when I said it. And, and But this is why 20, 30, 40 years later, things have changed. And this is what's so incredibly annoying to me about the fact that it's happening in AEW is that a, a lot of fans of AEW found AEW because they felt it was a more uh, comfortable representation of wrestling and something that they felt comfortable going to as a fan, because that was the culture that was cultivated by the talent that were coming in at the time. Now, a lot of those fans are starting to feel differently and it's not good. And we talk about, you know, you know, a number down here or an empty arena or not as full arena here, whatever. I'm not going to say that something like this is, directly responsible for it but it doesn't add to the opportunities of building your fan base to fill those arenas again this isn't uh, this isn't like a this is the reason but these become contributing factors yeah and the, there we we mentioned it when rick flair got signed of the values of rick flair 
right? Like old people, older fans will be like, oh, Ric Flair, he's on television. Cool. Maybe I'll, I'll tune in and see that. Flair does media. Flair did a bunch of media in Minnesota that maybe, you know, people are like, oh, Rick, what's he doing? Oh, he's at this company. Oh, I'll go get tickets type of thing. He does that stuff. There is very little at this point value in Ric Flair, but there's some value in having him. I think you, you got to be held accountable if you're going to use him for this value. And, and nobody's really held anybody accountable for this, but there's no value in putting him on television and giving him a microphone like this. There's not, unless he's just there to put sting over, which is what he should be there to do. Otherwise there's no real value of having Ric Flair on TV. He's just dude on TV who he's only out for himself. He's only out to get himself over. That's always been Ric Flair's goal in wrestling is to, to get himself over in these promos ever since, you know, he stopped being a full-time worker type of thing. Like, yeah, sure. He puts thing over. He, he evolution, he had his role and stuff, but like, since he's just been this version of himself, he's just like, what can I do for the Ric Flair brand? And that's, it's, that's what he's trying to do in this promo that he allegedly said. I, I, I want to keep saying allegedly because, look, I'm not the type of person that just runs with internet rumor. This is why a lot of people got in trouble with the Gunther and Riddle stuff, right? Like, because everyone was like, oh, I can't believe he said that. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe this happened. And it's like, well, Mason Mansour never said that. There was no video of it because they never said it. There's no, I haven't seen video of this. And I imagine it's going to be edited tonight if yeah. it was said. You, we might be able to tell. I know they are promoting it, by the way. I saw somebody mention that, like, uh, they're pro- yeah, they're promoting that they're going to speak. That doesn't mean they're promoting these comments by Ric Flair. I imagine they've seen the backlash to where, like, if they said it, it's going to it's gonna get cut. The fact that, like, no one has really come out and said, like, no, this didn't happen makes me believe that it did but again, I'm not the person who is going to be like, this definitely happened 100%, unless I, I've seen it for myself. Uh, before we move on, and I would like to move on, I I do want to point out one thing. And, and that was Jeff Valley Driver, who's, who's often here and, and brings up a lot of good points. He, he kind of added to what I was saying, that AEW was um, considered this major inclusive company when it debuted. And this is one of the reasons why I would love to see Kenny and the Bucks do a little more media in general. And this is something we've talked about because they, they started the company on the backs of that idea. And they, I, I can only assume they still feel this way today. Uh, so for them to come out and, and, and this isn't about Ric Flair at this point, this is just about, uh, you want to talk about bringing the feeling back. Like MJF had mentioned, this is one way that you can do that after an, a situation like this. I'm not going to call it an incident. It's just, it's something that was said and it's got people feeling a certain way. And that's understandable. I would love to see Kenny, the bucks, anyone who was a day one member of that roster, uh, do more than just tweet out on social media all at the same time. I love my job. I love AEW. I want to see more people come out and, and talk about what that feeling is that they're bringing back. And nobody's said anything. All we've seen is the support for Rick on this with Miro and Jericho. Maybe Daniel Garcia tweeted something and, deleted it of like eh, not happy with this rick flair nonsense all right i'm gonna address this mike tyson is embraced by everyone with his past and the nfl deshaun watson is allowed to play football why are we condemning rick flair 
three wrongs don't make a right. Mike Tyson should not be embraced by everyone. And matter of fact, like when photos are posted of him, like at the UFC event, there's that, there's that one photo. It's like Dana White, Mike Tyson, Eminem. And people are like, here's a rapist, a wife abuser, and Eminem. And it's like, oh, you think Eminem would be the worst guy in this because of his lyrics? It's like, no, nah, he's actually pretty clean, uh, all things considered, compared to these other people. People don't embrace Mike Tyson when it comes to this. He's still paraded around the same way Ric Flair is paraded around. By the way, they're in business together. And, when, and when Tyson showed up in AEW, guess how people felt about that too? People weren't people weren't as loud as maybe we are right now because Tyson didn't say anything at the time. He was on good behavior. That's not an excuse. That is just representative of his appearance. Yes. People still were like, yeah, his past, he's shady and shitty. Yes. People still brought that up and rightfully so. You can do that. But when you go into someone's house and you start kicking their couch with your dirty feet, now you got to talk about it. And the Sean Watson thing, I don't think he should be in the league. And the, the Texans didn't want him in the league. The Browns, I and I will I will say say this about this. Like my wife is a Browns fan. We used to watch football together uh, every Sunday. And then the Browns signed Deshaun Watson. She doesn't watch Cleveland Browns football anymore because she doesn't support it, and she's not gonna support them for employing this person. That's that's her right. The people who continue to support the Browns and want to, uh, you know, want to continue to watch their games—that's their right too. Maria, you're, you mentioned you're a woman. You feel AEW is inclusive. The flair situation is changing. Okay, that's that's fine. Like no one is saying you have to feel differently, but you also can't tell other people how to feel about this either, if, because there are people who are upset about this if you feel included and you don't you don't see the rick flair situation as a big thing more power to you honestly more power to you you support who you want to support you 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 watch the things you want to watch but you got to understand that other people are going to have opinions about this too and if if you don't like that if you don't like the other people's opinions if you don't like that people aren't going to be supportive of rick flair and you don't like that people are going to call out the rick flair then i don't know watch something else Oh, I thought you were going to be, you can just get out. Nah, like, nah, I know. I thought you were going to do the, the, the South Park thing. That's all. Nah, nah. What are we doing South Park for? Nah. We love South Park. I'm sorry. I do love, I do love South Park. I know. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Valley driver says that we can call out Ric Flair and still less stop it and still like it's it. It's mine. It is yours. Oh man. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's move along because I think we've, made our points let's talk about what we enjoyed on aw dynamite let's talk about the mjf devil stuff the devil first of all let's talk about that the fact that the mass the mass assailants now have uh sweaters <laughs> not yet available for for purchase on awshop.com but i'm sure they will because if there's one thing the devil did attack the stream so they should be able to hack pro wrestling tees and get those things uploaded for profit i want one of those shirts i want the bullet club jackets and I want the devil hoodies. Those are the only two things I want in wrestling right now. Uh, this segment was was good. I think MJF did a really good job of not getting into that yelly zone that he tends to get into. A good and, promo. Yes, it was a really solid promo. And when he finally got upset, he got upset for the right reasons. 
And for that, I really appreciated the promo. And I like that, you know, MJF and Samoa Joe is going to be a match that people want to see. Unfortunately, now with the news about the injuries, it's kind of, well, I don't know if it's unfortunate. We'll see how they play it out. But people are just kind of like, oh, MJF is going to, you know, break in half at any moment due to the injuries. And Samoa Joe is just going to win the title by virtue of injury. Maybe that's not the case, but I like what we did on Dynamite. I like that the devil made a non-appearance, but still made an impact. What did you think of this whole thing? Because I was very much uh, entertained and enjoyed by it. I I thought doing the words on the screen um, instead of the voice thing, because everybody wanted to... We were trying to break down the laugh from the devil and it being like, oh, that's Jack Perry's laugh. Like people were trying to analyze the friggin' laugh. They're going to analyze everything. Analyze typing. Can we do that? Can we analyze the typing speed? That's what we need to do. Yeah, it's we need dirty to get all dangle. the wrestlers. <laughs> if you we watch get... Impact, that was the Dirty Dango gimmick. They'd ask a question and type, and then he'd get the answer. We we need to get all the wrestlers to give their typing speed, uh, so we can see who who is doing this typing. Who uses Times Roman numeral? I don't know what font they actually used on this but who uses who uses times uh so we can figure out who this was i like that i like that the way they did it um i still think it's adam cole i still think it's adam cole i'm coming around to the theory that it could be mjf and i know people are like well they attacked mjf and everything but they didn't like it didn't hit him with the pipe samoa joe made the save mjf knew samoa joe was gonna have his back because he wants mjf at 100 percent right but why are we doing this tag team match next week? You know, Joe was not happy that MJF agreed to this tag team match. But what if it's to soften up Samoa Joe? So he's not 100%. So Joe's going to do all the work because he doesn't want MJF hurt more. And so MJF could still be the devil. I think it's Adam Cole, though. That's that's still where I'm leaning towards. It's Adam Cole. What if it's multiple people? What if the devil, and I, and I know this has been posited before, but what now more than ever, I think there's reference to, to make, you know, of, of, of the devil being multiple people, Adam Cole, Jack Perry, Britt Baker, after the tweet that she dropped about, you know, how she's had no promo time in 2023. I like that that came out right after that segment. I like that she mentioned, you know, no one's going to check on my, on uh, my fiance, my, 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 my partner, uh, but you're all gonna there's a jealousy of Max in her tweeting right now uh, during shows by the way which is when like in the kayfabe this is kind of like the plus and minus of social media is that if you're terminally online like a lot of AEW fans are and a lot of wrestling fans are it's fine um, in the moment you're like oh and then you kind of take a step back and you're like oh no this happened between 8 and 10 on a Wednesday Eastern time uh, so therefore it's part of canon you see it three days later and you're like, oh, she's shooting. And you're like, hold on, check the timestamp. But this is why I like what Britt did. She tweeted it during the show, therefore during work hours, therefore it gives her an opportunity to be maybe one of those devils. Britt, Adam Cole, Jack Perry, and maybe it's MJF too. Because if Adam Cole, let's say it's an Adam Cole and MJF are working together as the devil and they're just going to be like, we got all of you. I don't know like who he goes up against at that point. The elite. Yeah, I don't like Kenny that. Omega. Chris Jericho. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Even I couldn't get that one out. I don't love the idea of it being Cole and MJF doing a turn together. I don't hate it, but I'm not married to it. But I am thinking more of the idea that it's multiple people wearing the mask and being like, screw you, Max. 
you took away from all of us when we were at our hottest or when we were building to our hottest. That's where I'm at. I, I, I don't mind that. Like Cole, people are making the, the Wardlow because um, he had the messed up hair and the, the one dude was a pretty bigger guy. Uh, so people have mentioned Wardlow. Like obviously he has henchmen out there, right? So it could be Cole, Britt, Wardlow, Jack Perry, all just kind of working together. They're all, it makes them kind of equal playing field instead of this person was the devil. These are the henchmen around them it's like no we're all kind of an equal group here i don't like mjf and adam cole working together and they both turn because you got to make a baby face out of this and the baby face is either going to be let's assume let's let's assume it's cole or mjf the baby face is the other guy either mjf is the big baby face because he got fucked over by a guy who thought he thought he was his best friend or Adam Cole is the big baby face because he got fucked over by the guy who he thought was his best friend. So the big baby face coming out, you got to make one of those. And if they're both a heel, you don't really make a baby face out of this. Um, I guess you could do really, really like two man power trip type of thing. Cause that never got off the ground with the uh, Austin and triple H. Like you kind of do that kind of where I'm at. AEW, AEW hasn't been the best at like, top tier baby faces though hangman hangman's the guy and they won't commit to that fully moxley's baby face but like he's also kind of a dick and heelish and everything they they haven't gone full full on uh full full on like baby face they they haven't they haven't proven they can always do that they're very good at making heels and they're very good at like the heel making kind of a person into a baby face, but just having a purebred baby face, they haven't always been the best at that. And I think that's where this person is going to end up being. And look, they got enough heels. Swerve's the guy when it comes to being like your pure hated heel. So, but they're definitely be- cheering him right now. <laughs> right? Yeah, me. I know. It's kind of a, he's, but the, but I also trust Swerve that he will bring it back somewhere. Yeah. Cause he's done it before stopping the Nana dance and the home invasion and stuff like that. So yeah, right now people are really into swerve because swerve has been performing on a level that people really appreciate, but now they have to buy in to something dastardly that keeps him getting booed as a respectful boo. In other words, like we know what you're doing, so we're going to follow along. That's something that I, that's something that we talked about. I want more AEW talent to focus on is if you're a bad guy, you are getting the boos you need to be getting as a bad guy. I do like when people are making the comment, oh, we are all the devil. I mean, I made that joke uh, with the the thing of like, oh, it's a guy on a keyboard hiding behind a mask. It's the, the IWC is all the devil. Like, I don't know. You you did the like mirror thing, the green screen thing, right? What if it's just like a mirror? Like, yeah, they unmask just a giant mirror. That's, that's who the devil is. Like, it's all of you. You are all the devil. That would be so, so meta and so proper for this company. I would love it. Weissel <laughs> uh, made a really good point that I want to bring up. And that's, um, here's where I'm confused. They attacked Jay White, then the acclaimed, and now they want Max. Isn't that kind of wonky? So here's, the, so the acclaimed thing is if it is Adam Cole, then it's, they lured Max into a false sense of security to attack the acclaimed, his friends. The Jay White thing, that is a little strange. That was to set up the fact that he's here, and that yeah. was just kind of an introduction. 
Now they want Max. That's kind of a the guy who the the idea here was to get to Max. But if it is Max, then he's setting himself up. But also Max is kind of that guy who would do that to cry wolf and be like, you know, all the way up to the point where he unmasks and it's me, Austin. It was me all along. But then says, you know, I made friends with all of these people to lure them into a self, you know, just to show you that all the baby faces are idiots here or whatever you would say. See, if it's Adam Cole or if it's MJF, I I think it still can all kind of make sense. The Jay White one's kind of almost the toughest to explain because the way everyone tried to explain it at the time, which kind of made sense is like, oh, well, if it's Adam Cole, they don't want Jay White to get the title. So that's why they're trying to take out Jay White. But then Jay White stole the title anyway, and then he had the match with him, and MJF was like super hurt. And Adam Cole screwed up half that match anyway by almost like costing MJF the match. And the fact that I I said it after full gears, like the fact that like this started with an attack on Jay White and then they didn't do a whole lot with it outside of the acclaimed attack. And then they did nothing with it at full gear. It's like, oh, why was the first attack? jay white they got to tie that back around somehow the acclaimed attack makes sense because like oh these are max's friends we don't want max to have any friends and the max attack makes sense because that's who your your target is the jay white thing the only way to explain is like i don't want this person to have the title but then the storytelling after that and then why aren't you attacking now uh why aren't you attacking now uh Samoa Joe who's going after the title. Chat's already pointed this out and I largely agree with them. It was to make people think that it was Max when they brought the devil back. Okay. And that All kind right. of that makes perfect sense to me because Max wasn't around. And yeah, he had said like somebody stole my mask, but like they they hit that more home after the Jay White attack. So yeah, it was a it, yeah. If it is Cole, it's Jay White. It's revenge for the incident at Forbidden Door that put Cole on the shelf for a long time. So like there are again, there are multiple angles to take it. If it's Cole, then attacking Jay White, it's like screw you for what you did to me at the first Forbidden Door. If it's Max, then it's like well, you wanted my title, screw you. You know there there are different stories that kind of weave in and out to make that make sense. So that's fine with me. Um, someone had said something that I found interesting. Oh, it was going back to the, the heels getting booed thing. And then people pointed out Christian. Yes. And Don Callis. Yes. What do those two people have in common? They've been in the business for a very long time. I hope that those, those talent, I hope that they impart the same wisdom on the younger talent who are doing a lot of things right in the ring, but need that extra character work to get the crowd really invested in cheering or booing regard where they are on the depth chart that's that's really what i'm getting at they also christian also goes for a very uh type of heel behavior that not everyone's going to be able to pull off kind of the same thing with don Callis. don Callis, none of the heat transfers to the people it should be transferring to they just boo don Callis. Christian is at least getting good heat on Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne as well by his words and his actions. But not everyone's going to be able to pull off because you don't need multiple people talking about dead fathers. Like not everybody's going to be able to do the kind of Christian way of doing things. Cause MJF was great at just like getting heat because he would cut a certain way that got him heat swerve was trying to do it in a different way but then people just started respecting his in-ring performances so much it's like ah we want we like this guy and the nana dance as well it's like ah we like this guy we want to cheer we want to make noise 
for him. Um, everyone always says it's easier to be healed than, than a baby face because you can just, you know, say awful things type of, uh, and get heat off of that. Um, but yeah, when it comes to them making baby faces, they, they just, they just haven't done the, the best of jobs at it. Yeah. It's one of those things where I hear a lot of people when they're at the shows being like, everyone was cheered and I'm like, Oh, that's not great. <laughs> there, there needs to be people booed like you, you can enjoy the matches and i can sit there and be like oh yeah i i, I will I, I appreciate that this person's the bad guy i don't need to cheer for them to tell them that i need to boo to get them to they they want you to boo them that's really what it comes down to and i think more people need to tell their friends don't chew don't cheer the the heels don't don't cheer the bad guys just to be like we support you no boo them because that's going to show that you support them you're you're playing along. Go to go to Rocky Horror Picture Show on Halloween, and everyone's you know they're they're responding, call and response, and they're acting out the movie in front of you while they're watching the movie. That's what you want. This is theater. They want the reaction based on the character they're portraying, not and and this is like the the sports like feel fandom that sometimes gets taken away in wrestling, or that that gets maybe added a little too heavily as well. I should say is that people are more invested in the people that they like instead of the characters they portray. And that's but tough. It, this is where you need a strong baby face to play off of it though, because Fair. yes, like swerve. Yeah. He was getting some cheers in the hangman, but not too many. Like they, they started cheering swerve now after the hangman match that he won. And it's like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like, so if you have a strong baby face that people are like, Oh, we want to cheer this guy for 100%. Now they're facing this guy. Oh, we definitely want to boo this guy. Then they, they probably will boo him. But a lot of these people that they're turning, they haven't made a strong enough baby face in 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 some of these cases. Yeah, there's there's room for improvement in that way. But again, Dynamite this week um, was was a lot of fun. The Continental Classic, yeah, the Continental Classic matches were good. This is a a tournament that I'm going to be more invested in probably in weeks three and four, whereas weeks one and two, I'm just, it, it's a feel out. You know what I'm saying? It's, we're trying to figure out what, what's the story. We're, we're just, son of a bitch. <laughs> what's the story we're trying to tell in the first week. And so far it's just that the people who are dominant are dominant. The people you expected to win, they're most like they're winning. They are. And that's okay. Now it's going to be when we start getting deeper into this tournament, that's not very long, but deep enough that these people are going to face each other. Who's going to slip up first and lose? Because if we're doing sports like presentation, that happens in sports. The number one team can just easily fall to the number 32 seed just like that if they have a rough night. That upset, that first upset is going to be built to be something bigger, judging by the way this tournament has started so far. What's the upset, though? Because that would be a Jay Lethal win, and I don't know if Jay Lethal... <laughs> no, See, I think I it thought... Daniel Garcia win. I yeah. think Garcia win because right now he's basically saying, I, I feel like garbage. I feel like I'm not good enough. And he keeps losing. So that first win is going to be something that but, maybe get, I know, but then what do you do from there? I know. Because now I'm thinking like he gets the win. He celebrates. What does he do? He just does the dance. I think at that point he should be like, Oh, I won. I'm done with this stupid dance. I'm going to move on and be a good wrestler. And what, it, what if he just, he beats, let's say Brody King. I know Brody King's actually coming off a win, but like, let's just say he, he beats like Brody King and that's like his only win. It's like, well, okay, you still lost a bunch of these matches. Like that's why like 
these tournaments are hard. It can be hard to, to lay out and not having as many wrestlers to use either can, can also make it more difficult because you can't tell as long of stories with these. This is why the G1, it's easy to do an upset that first week because then you still got eight matches to do and to get those wins back and everything you lose that first match. It's like, Oh, you only got like three other matches to try to, to, I guess it's, it's what uh, five. Cause there's six people in each. Yeah. So it's like, you got five other matches, but that's still not a whole lot of time to, to try to, to uh, really four other matches. If you lose the first one um, to, to try to rebound off of that. There's just, it, it's not a lot. And like, what does one win do if you're still at the bottom of the bracket? There's not a whole, like, you're not getting too far back into things there. This is why I think um, I thought Swerve should have lost his first week. And not to Jay Lethal, because Jay Lethal wouldn't have been the guy to do this. But like, if you did it with Mark Briscoe, because people love Mark Briscoe, right? Um, if he'd beaten Mark Briscoe, because Swerve had just wrestled that death match. So if Swerve loses that first week, I know fans might not be like too thrilled of like why Swerve losing after he just won this death match, but like he just wrestled this death match. People do love Mark Briscoe. It's like, well, the death match took a lot out of him. Mark Briscoe won. And then Swerve goes on a roll. That's a story right there of like, oh, the death match took a lot of, now he's had a week to recover from everything. Now he gets an easy victory over Jay Lethal. Sorry, Jay Lethal, not really. Uh, he gets a victory over Jay Lethal. And then it's like, okay, that's that, that was the kind of the gimme match. Now he goes into the rest of the start. Like that's a story to tell. Like right now they're just kind of, it's like, yeah, the dominant people are the dominant people. Like we kind of figured that I haven't seen at least so far much, and it's early. It's early. This is not a complaint, by the way. But we're one usually that first that first week sets up a lot. And for this week, the first week was just the people you thought were gonna win one. And then the second week was the people you thought were gonna win one. You know, we'll see what changes on collision and Danielson now wrestling. Because Danielson, the story's there with Danielson of he's coming off the injury he's going to have to wrestle a more compacted schedule because he missed that first week. Uh, technically Andrade does as well. He's got to wrestle a more compacted schedule too. Um, so there can be a story there, but if it's just like, we're just setting up Danielson and whoever for the finals, we're just setting up Swerve and Moxley for the finals. It's like, ah, eh, that's fine. That's what people want. That's what, but that's also what people expected. And you never, you didn't really give me anything more than just, guys won matches and you made them mean a little bit more through this tournament. I'm trying to think through. So, well, actually the big, the big kind of takeaway that I had with Danielson appearing this week was he, he flew. So I guess yeah. whatever he, whatever injury, you know, he's had worked on, he's now been cleared for flying. So it's good. He, like you said, he's yeah, going to wrestling play. tomorrow. He's, he's wrestling, but I mean, he was always going to wrestle. The question was always whether or not he could, you know, make the towns because initially you and I said like, maybe he's going to start wrestling like in two weeks and have a very compacted schedule, but no, it's going to be that he starts this Saturday and that's good. I'm glad that that's happening. So um, yeah, the, 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 the collision block, the blue block is really, I don't know. They're both compelling in their own different ways because on the gold block, you have some really, really important wrestlers right now in terms of their development and their build and their ascent into potential main event matches. And then on the on the the blue the blue side you have the same thing, but you also have established 
you know, main event talent. I'm really just talking about Swerve and, and, and White at this point on the gold block. <laughs> and then on the blue block, like you've got you've got Daniel Garcia who's been, you know, having his having his his problems. Losing. He's been losing. Uh, and then you got Eddie Kingston who really, you know, upped the ante of the tournament and he also lost his first match to Brody King. So like there's, again, there's, there is some storytelling there, but I'm hoping, like I said, that in weeks three and four, we really do start getting some semblance of, you know, how this thing plays into the start of how it started. Does that, does that make sense? Like I want to be able to look back. I want to be able to look back on this tournament and be like, "Oh, okay, this made sense here. This made sense here," and not be like having to do the social media homework where someone explains it for me. Where like I connect the dots and I see that this worked because of this, or that this is gonna, you know, create this tension or this story out of this particular uh, tournament. Well, because it is condensed, because there are less matches and everything. Again, the G one they set up a lot of stuff in those first two matches of like. Oh no, Okada lost his first two matches. Oh boy, now he's fighting from behind. And so there's an extra sense of urgency in that. You lose two matches in this, it's like, oh, well, you're kind of almost out of it immediately. Um, So it's a little bit more difficult. And it's tough to just lay out in a TV format as well. Like it it is. I don't know how much Tony wants to use draws. A lot of people thought we would get it with Swerve and Jay White. We didn't. Swerve won. and it looks like we're just going to get a, a dominant swerve run, which is good. Probably like I have no issue with that. If they're trying to really make swerve and I personally would have maybe had him lose that first match and then go on the run. Um, but I got no issue with swerve winning a bunch of matches. We'll see in the coming weeks. I, I'm there is more intrigue in the other block because you can play around with it a little bit more. The, the Wednesday block is you know it's going to be Swerve, Moxley, and Jay at the top of that thing. The uh, the the Saturday block, it's like you got Danielson, but then you got other guys who could order anywhere, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like it's wrong. Like if you put Garcia second, I, I said Garcia was a dark horse to win this thing. Like if you put him second after Danielson, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. If it, if it's Roosh, if it's Andrade, like whoever you, I guess Roosh is on the other brand, sorry. Um, but if it's Andrade, if it's Brody, if it's Eddie, if it's Claudio, if they're second, I'm like, yeah, all of that makes sense to me. Um, so we'll see with the, the the Saturday block what they what they end up going. People mentioned the, the promo, Jay White's promo. Uh, they've been doing a lot of good promos on social media. I don't know how you get those things on TV because that means stuff's got to get cut because these are like two-minute promos. And like you do two minutes, you do uh, six competitors – uh, my math is mathing to about 12 minutes there. So you got to find 12 minutes in the at some point of the show. That can be difficult to, to cut. I would I would say maybe take the the I don't even know like the best ones because like Marks was really good, Jay's was good, Swerve was amazing, Moxley's was really good. Like that's four right there. And it's like, all right, so now you're cutting eight minutes from something. It's tough to want to to see how those get on TV, but at the same time, like you got it. Yeah, Rampage is probably like yeah. I, I would air some of this stuff on Rampage for sure. There is a way to do it where you can push people to your socials as well. You take the yeah. first thirty seconds, and I'm and and that's the thing. The wrestler has to know, or at least have the time cue in their head, or someone giving them like the okay, now keep going, like just that that cut space, so that the social team could take the full amount and then the TV team 
could take a 30 second clip, put it on the television show and it would get the same effect because these are really good promos and they are telling really good stories and it would be great to have it on TV where the bulk of your audience is watching. And then you can say, if you want even more comments from so-and-so, go over to AW on YouTube, social media, whatever, the full video is up there for you right now. Yeah, I think I think that's maybe the best way to do it is like, hey, check out the AW YouTube page and for for post post match promos from these re- post match comments. I mean, you don't want to say promos; you want to try to make it real um, for post match comments from from the competitors in the tournament. Because I don't even think they're on YouTube. Like this is this is insane to me. By the way, like they're they're on Twitter. You can find them on Twitter. But if you go to AW's YouTube page, they're not there. I think they really dropped the ball with their YouTube page. And I've told this to people in AEW that I think their YouTube page, they dropped the ball by only having kind of select clips and not having like Mariah May's debut isn't on there. The the Tony Storm segment is not on their YouTube page. Like it's not there. Most of their stuff on YouTube, it happens in the ring. The one exception from this past week is Sting and and Flair's announcement because it was Sting's big announcement, right? That that's why it was there. Otherwise, that's probably not on there. There's no other backstage stuff. Everything else is in the ring, and I know a lot of the action lives in the ring on the AEW. But like, you got to put some of these. Like, this is what WWE does amazing. I know people get mad about it and everything, but like, everything's on YouTube. You got your digital exclusives that are on Twitter, that are on YouTube. That, that are on Facebook, I'm sure, like, you gotta, you gotta put these promos on YouTube, man, They're, you ain't getting knocked when you're a big company like this, I know, Joel, like, we're always worried about, like, the algorithm and too many videos and stuff, when you're a nationally televised company, doesn't matter as much, put as much content on there as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, last night, I'm like, the hell are they doing a FMC on Thursday night? What is this? But also I was like, I get it. So <laughs> we didn't have any other content yesterday. So that's fair. We, we've got interviews that we can run. I don't really care. We do. I'm, I've been kind of bad on that. I've been busy. It's okay. I really was not upset or confused. Uh, Rocky Romero is going to be joining us any minute now. So uh, we'll talk about a little bit more after, after we're done with Rocky. But uh, yeah, this, this is a good conversation to have. Again, I, I said it. I believe in it. AW had a good week. I'm looking forward to what I read from Rampage. I am I am a spoilers reader. I don't care. Uh, it it kind of gives me, it tips me off as to whether or not I want to sit and watch the rest of the shows. And I'll probably watch Rampage. We'll definitely be watching Collision this week. There's a lot of good stuff coming up. So it's uh, it's good. It, it, it's a better time than it has been in the last couple of months to be watching AW from our vantage point. Um, people are talking about kind of, kind of the YouTube stuff and everything. Cause we still kind of talk about this. Um, sure. all right. So why syllable says some of the promos are on Instagram. Like that's, you should, they should be everywhere. This is my point. They should be everywhere. WWE, the, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. They should be everywhere. You know who else is everywhere? Joel Pearl. Look at this transition. Rocky Romero is everywhere. Do, do the thing. If he's ready, he can give us a thumbs up. There he is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, MLW One Shot is Thursday, December 7th, Melrose Ballroom in New York City. It's on Fight Plus. You can check out this guy. He's going to be facing, oh man, I don't want to mess this up, but I am Mascara Dorada. It's going to be for the MLW 
middleweight and CML world historic welterweight titles. We're very, very, very much excited to, and sorry, I'm trying to change the overlay. We're welcoming Rocky Romero. Hi, Rocky. How are you doing? I messed everything up. It's great. Oh, no, we don't. I can't hear you. Yeah, we can't hear you, Rocky. Your audio. Oh, you can probably hear us. Yeah, he can hear us. Well, that's okay. good. <laughs> oh, we're going to do it. Rocky, we, we know you do a, a lot of interviews. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best screen to be caught Can on you though. hear me now? Oh, there we go. There we there go. go. I blame Sean. Sean probably tried to sabotage us. He's like, why are, why are these guys talking to Rocky? So For sure. For sure. Yeah. Let's all blame Sean. Let's blame <laughs> the world's problems on Sean. I mean, a lot of people do for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I watch Twitter or X or whatever you call it now, but yeah, it's true. Uh, Uh, How are you guys doing this morning? We're great. How are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm I'm doing well. A little early for me for interviews, so if I'm a little not all there, give me a second. I'm just waking up. (laughs) We ask hard-hitting questions here, and my first question to you is, you're on MLW One Shot next week, so... If you had one shot and one opportunity to seize everything you've ever wanted, <laughs> one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? Probably, I would have no choice to let it slip. Yes. All right. <laughs> I, w- I would try to questions. capture it, but it would <laughs> slip either way, you know? I wish I had an Eminem reference to come back with you. I I just I don't know I don't know enough Eminem to give you a good one back. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) you don't have any uh, leftover spaghetti in the fridge you can pull out. Nothing like that. No, not this time. Talk about MLW. You've got the match uh, next Thorsday at the Melrose Ballroom. You've been working with Selena yeah. De Laurenta. Selena was on this show not too long ago, and she talked about working with you and said that, you know, your interactions had mostly been phone-based. Now that that's changed, what's it been like working mm-hmm. with Selena De La Renta? Selena is, is awesome. She's awesome. Uh, you know, it, it's cool to, to see how uh, MLW has changed since the last time I was there a couple of years ago. And kind of like she's like the glue of the whole show you know, in so many ways, you know, um, she's obviously extremely creative and, uh, she's a great character on screen and she brings a lot of, uh, charisma to it, you know? So, um, it's been fun interacting and and working with her and, um, you know, and we're doing some good stuff on MLW. I really, I think that, uh, the things that we're doing on there have been really, really good. And I'm, uh, I'm proud of it and excited for one shot. I haven't wrestled at the Melrose, at the Melrose ballroom at all. And I'm, pretty excited i heard it's a really cool uh intimate venue so uh and then my match to mascara dorada i mean i don't know if you guys saw the first one in cmlo i don't know how how much you guys follow cmlo but uh you know we uh we killed it so it's gonna be an awesome match and it's gonna be an awesome event and uh i'm ready to get into shenanigans and do what i gotta do and bring help bringing cmlo to uh to the states and uh and really showing off in this match double title match which is pretty sick and uh yeah overall i'm i'm ready to go i want to ask you about your your recent appearance at aiw uh you shared the ring with a couple people in mlw also uh josh bishop and tom lawler and you helped bring kenta to aiw as well as what uh dominic greeny told us 
Uh, how was your experience mm-hmm. at AIW? I'm from Ohio, from from Akron, Cleveland area. Uh, so how was your experience at AIW? And when Josh Bishop asked you to do anything dumb, like the, the double entrance, they did that double entrance gimmick, him and Tom <laughs> Waller. Uh, he said that, oh, Rocky was very confused by it, but he was also, he thought it was great. And anything we pitched to Rocky in that match, he was, he was all for. So what was your AIW experience like? Uh, overall, AEW is awesome. What a what an awesome fan like fan base. You know, AEW is one of those places that you hear a lot about. And I I, I was looking back through the, my messages uh, with AEW, and it, they go back to like 2016. So we just never were able to make anything happen for this long. So it was pretty cool to finally uh, be in front of that crowd. And um, there was definitely a lot of fans who were excited to see me. Which you know sometimes. I'm not used to, you know, I'm not the biggest, most important wrestler out there, you know, so uh, it was cool to, uh, to interact with a lot of different folks. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I overall enjoyed it. I didn't understand what was going on at all about the, the double uh, entrance. Cause when I, I was like the second entrance or third entrance. So when I got out there, I saw like one other person and then I was like, where's Tom and, and Josh, didn't they already come out? And then, uh, the, an, another music hit then i thought like i don't know what was going on then they came out again and i don't know they think they're a tag team but they're in four ways every yes. match i don't know it's it, it's a very cool weird concept but i'm all for it so like stuff like that that's out of the box you know because i you know i wrestle a lot in new japan and uh you know AEW or oh you know whatever so it's more straightforward you know more sports based you know is, is most of the stuff that I'm doing now. So uh, to have like a, a bunch of shenanigans like that, I'm like all for it. I love it. You know, I, I'm a creative guy too. So I love that stuff. Josh, when, when we talked to him, he's like, I didn't know if Rocky was going to go for this because he's, he's like new Japan, like super serious, straightforward. And I was telling him like, he works with Gallows and Anderson. Trust me. There's probably nothing yeah. you can pitch him that he has not already heard. Nor uh, uh, there's nothing that'll make me go like, what, what yeah. like working with Gallus and Anderson, you know, I mean, uh, talk and shop of mania is, is my two favorite all time. I think they're the best pay-per-views of all time, you know, but like, uh, that's just my personal opinion, but I'm also a part of it. So, um, but yeah, so yeah, there's nothing you can throw at me that I won't be like, Oh, that's fun. That's cool. Let's do that. You know? Well, listen, you, you talk about shenanigans, talk about storytelling and everything and being a part of multiple companies. You have become the forbidden door. But here's the big question. Rocky Romero, are you the devil in AEW? <laughs> I wish I was because he's about to cash in and make a whole lot of money. He or she. <laughs> he or she. Good cash. <laughs> you know? So I asking. wish I was. I wish I was, and I wish I knew who it was because I do want to know already. And I, I was sad that uh, we didn't find out at the at full gear. So I was like, "Ah, oh, man, you gotta wait longer." No, and so hopefully we'll find out December thirtieth. Yeah. Well, who knows? We got Hat Hair Wardlow running around. So uh... <laughs> I don't know if the body type fits Wardlow, though. You know, maybe not the devil, but there's some henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Okay. True. Uh, I like the response. Easy headline for me. I can easily, easy, easy headline. I appreciate you always give easy headlines when you do the <laughs> interviews with Sean and everything. This is like, the hardest it- part. I hate it. <laughs> Cause then I'm like, I didn't say that exactly like that. When the quote comes up, it's, it's like three words that I said of like 
two sentences about whatever topic and they take the these little things and they make them into just they chop it up into headlines i'm just like what yeah that's everybody else not that not us we don't no 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 five was cool five five was cool (laughs) but uh no but it's the people that take your the the stuff from your interviews that those folks i got i got gripes (laughs) i'm ready to throw down Oh, feel free to air him. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the back. graphic. Rocky Romero addresses his enemies. We'll graphic here. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, the AW Continental Classic going on. New Japan Strong involvement in that the New Japan Strong title is on the line, the open weight title, but no New Japan Strong wrestlers. I thought that somebody like a Tom Waller or Fred Rosser would have been like great in this because they have been such cornerstones of new Japan strong. What were your thoughts when you heard Eddie Kingston made this announcement that the title was going to be on the line and were like, was new Japan clued in at all on this? Yeah. So, uh, there was something going around that, uh, that new Japan didn't know, but new Japan was in full. I knew the whole time I told new Japan. So, um, but obviously like it's a, it's a, unusual concept to have a new japan champion right put up his titles at, at the end of this thing so um so it was a, like it, it's just a bit unusual so i think that that's where some of the uh the uh people didn't really fully understand everything so um but yeah no new japan new and uh i think it's cool and i i think you know i, I really hope at the end of it you know it, it's eddie or mox or somebody who, who does wrestle in new japan or even danielson you know uh comes out on top you know so hopefully i don't have to tell my my bosses like oh we messed up and now we hear somebody that we can't book you know like who's in triple a or something but no uh i think it'll all work out and um you know i'm excited i think it's cool concept obviously for us fans as uh kind of an introduction because it's like the g1 right so fans who haven't watched the g1 Maybe we'll get hooked on the concept and and come on over and you know check out the G one next year because it's the best wrestling tournament on earth. You know you can't really duplicate it. You know exactly. So uh, I do think that uh, it's a cool introduction though. And speaking of the G one, recently Will Osprey had done uh, some work with Impact Wrestling, and there was some talk about uh, having one Josh Alexander come around and do the G one. Uh, your thoughts on the potential of having Josh Alexander come and join the G1 field next year? I think Josh is an amazing talent, and I think he's picture perfect for Japanese wrestling, especially in New Japan. He, I think he fits perfectly. I mean, be a, a mega star there. Um, so coming into the G1, that would be incredible. I think I think he'd do really really well. A lot of cool matches that. Um, and dream matches i think that he could have with uh with a lot of our talents you know your your match against mystico on on rampage how did that all come together and were you expecting it to kind of draw the the way that it did because once this match was announced tickets started started flying for this show um yeah it was something that tony and i had been talking about for for months uh you know we we, ever since we did forbidden door we've you know been talking about the concept of of trying to you know link aw and cmll and and if there was a way to do it and uh, i reached out to mystico and had a couple a couple of conversations with him about it and and he was all for it so it was kind of in his hands to kind of do some of the legwork to 
to make it happen because CMLL is, you know, CMLL, they, you know, they're, they rarely work with other companies. Uh, but, you know, being involved in CMLL as much as I am and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, becoming one of the major players in the company over the last year, you know, I, I, I said, you know, I think it'd be cool if you worked with MLW, you know, they had a meeting, it all worked out. So I think that I got some points for that. And then, uh, so when it came time to do the, uh, the Mystico deal and, and see if CMO would be interested, you know, they, they were definitely open to it, you know, which I wasn't expecting because I didn't know how it was going to go. But, um, but yeah, Tony was great. He invited, um, obviously the CML referee, uh, to be a part of the match, to give it that more of an authentic feel. And, uh, he also invited, uh, Salvador Lutheroth, who's the owner of CMLL to come and to AEW and check out the show. And, uh, I know they had a, a really positive meeting, so I wouldn't doubt it if you see more CMLL talent in AEW and possibly AEW talent in CMLL. I think that's a, a really big possibility coming into 2024. This, uh, this one has always, it's always plagued me and I need an answer to it, Rocky. Talking Chopamania. <laughs> Air Paris shows up out of nowhere. I was a big WCW fan, especially to the end days. How do we get Air Paris? I know he's told the story. I want your side of the story. How did Air Paris <laughs> and who made the decision that it would be Air Paris that shows up for an event like this? Of all the, all the names, all the people you could have gotten out there. Well, we couldn't get AJ. So, uh, <laughs> there's one, but, but two, uh, you know, uh, now Air Paris was, was awesome. I, I, I'm a big fan of, of that old school WCW too. So when, uh, when Gallows was pitching this idea about Air Paris, and a lot of this came from Gallows and, you know, his mind is works like no other person I've ever met. He's the funniest man I've ever met in my life. You know, just a, like he's doesn't try to be funny but he's just funny things that happen to him are hilarious and it's funnier because it's gallows and he's like almost seven feet tall and just wild things happen to him he finds himself in some funny situations um so uh yeah gallows is a mastermind when it comes to comedy and uh and and he's such a fan of wrestling like the biggest geek fan of wrestling that he just knows all these little things like that you know and and knows everybody he really knows everyone so um so yeah he i don't know exactly he called air paris he just kind of did it on his own he he told us the idea me and uh anderson were just like all right if you think it's gonna work let's do it so uh you know that, that was cool about talking shop mania is like we had so many di like different people you know like different wrestlers that were that were a part of it you know and uh the second one was was cool too you know we had just a mix of, of talent and being able to do part of it on the west coast we were able to use the budget to to use some different talent out here as opposed to just people on the east coast so um because you know it was, it was a weird time during all that you know when during the pandemic and it was uh hard to book you know a show like that you know so uh it was fun. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how, what went down between Air Paris. What did Air Paris say? I I, I had the article up. I just closed <laughs> it, but it, it oh, basically okay. told a similar story. That yeah, it, it was Gallows that did it. But because y'all okay. are a, a cohesive unit, I most of the time I wanted to at least see if there was anything more from your side of things, and you know the the experience of working with him. Because by all accounts, you know, easy guy. Just it's fun when these no, talents show super, up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, super nice guy and. I thought, I don't know, I, like I said, I was a big fan of WCW and, and that era 
Um, so I thought it was cool that he was just a part of it. And uh, there was a lot of people that weekend when we filmed that were showing up and I was just like, what is going on? Who like <laughs> Vincent was walking around for like half the day and you know, it was just like, it's all on Gallows' property in the house. And I, <laughs> I don't know if he told this, but uh, Gallows' house got destroyed during that week because he had like 30 wrestlers there, you know, and he's got this mega house and, and uh, they, everybody's on different levels and uh, things got destroyed in the house and all kinds of stuff. So Talking Shop actually had to pay Gallows uh, on quite a bit of money just to pay for all the damages from all the wrestlers over that weekend. So then when we did Talking Shop Menu 2, we had to have like security and rules and people like guarding doors so that people wouldn't go all over the house and mess things up. And, and yeah, it was a little bit more controlled in, uh, in that aspect, you know, so uh but yeah yeah we definitely lost some money on that one <laughs> has there has there been anything i assume most of it comes from from gallows when it comes to talking shop a minute that they just pitch and you're just like i i don't know about this this might get us in trouble with, with this person and then they that didn't a use <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot of stuff was like i don't think we can do that and i don't think we can say that i don't think we can do this i don't think yeah i mean there was a, i mean the whole thing, and I didn't even understand the whole the whole concept for like two months or whatever, two weeks until we we were were doing that. I was like, wait, what are we doing? So, um, but then yeah, when, once it all kind of came out and like we saw what it was when we were there, you know, just all the ideas started to flow, the creative started to flow, and it was cool too because everybody that we had on there when we pitched them the idea, everybody just was laughing and then just tried to make it better, you know, which was great, you know. So it was cool. Like we had the flock on there. We had a bunch of members of the flock just come out of the bushes. <laughs> like it's just so random, <laughs> just random stuff. Like, like Gallows has so many characters and people that he knows. Like all these minions that we call them. You know, they're just like attracted to Gallows. And so it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a the, the world of Luke of Luke Doc Gallows is is a wild world for sure. Glad we <laughs> capture it for everybody's entertainment. <laughs> Uh, talking about sifting through different creative ideas, uh, someone in our chat, Why Solovo, who's, who's often here, asks about your approach to mediating with all these companies because you are involved uh, not only with just intercompany business, but also just you're there working as well. How do you work with all of these people, both as creative and a representative and as a wrestler? Uh, I'm very tired. A lot. <laughs> There's your headline. It's very draining. It's very draining. No, uh, uh, you know, I, honestly, I just love professional wrestling. I've loved it for a very long time. And uh, to be able to have the trust of so many people and so many major players in professional wrestling is, um, you know, kind of the thing that I hope people will remember me by. You know, I obviously I want to be remembered by having great matches and stuff like that. But I also want to be um, remembered as the guy who, you know, tried to try to get everybody to work together and try to change the, you know, the landscape of professional wrestling, you know? I asked this of anybody who has been to Japan. The The old story with Ribera is it's the, the best place for wrestling, not the best place for steak. What is Rocky Romero's review <laughs> of Ribera steak? Hold on, let me let my dog in because the same thing happened. Whenever I get on these interviews, my dog wants to come in and, and join. Hold on. Come on in. We welcome the dogs. 
<laughs> yeah. There's two of them today. Let's and then go. they're going to complain. They're going to complain and want to leave in like two seconds because they're like dad's boy. <laughs> but uh, Ribera, okay, Ribera steak, I actually like the steak. It's a little fatty, but I, you know, I'm used to like the fatty Japanese steaks and I, I like it. And uh, they also have the best uh, cream of corn or corn, cream corn soup or whatever it's called. Amazing. Amazing. I'll eat like three bowls every time I'm there. I don't do, I, especially since I don't do a lot, I don't do rice anymore. One, it's just too filling, but good red wine, good beer and uh, decent steak. Great, great soup. That's how See, I we're expect, expecting Ribera. Ribera. We got the nah, most nah. I'm down. I think Ribera is cool. What's cool about Ribera too is that it kind of blew up in in the mainstream because it was on some uh, some like Japanese uh, like foodie shows. So all of a sudden, Ribera would obviously get like their little local area of uh, people that would come in and customers, and then obviously the wrestling crowd, right? But then it it turned mainstream and. You actually had to like wait in the line outside to get into Rivera or make a reservation if you're a wrestler. So, um, so yeah, I, I think the whole concept of Rivera is cool, and it, it's such a important part of the uh, the lore and the history of, of Japanese wrestling. Well, Rocky, our last question for you is a very important one. It's a little game we like to play. It's called Partner Promo. We're punching the face. I'm going to pick three different people. You're going to pick which one you would partner with in a tag match, which one you'd have uh -huh. a promo battle with in the ring, and which one you'd punch okay. in the face in a singles match. Talking shop mania nice. edition. Gallows, Anderson, Alex Kozlov. Partner, promo, punch <laughs> in the face. Uh, okay. Partner with Carl Anderson. He's my best friend. He'll do all the work. Uh, promo. Uh, <laughs> see if you partnered with gallows you'd have to do all the work that's the thing the tag, brother i feel i'm gonna be honest all three of them i'm gonna do all the work all, for sure for sure so that's but not even carl, we can't even throw that in there carl I'll carl at least will do some of it the other two you got no shot with you're definitely doing all the work <laughs> i don't know i think all, all three of them are about the same i think when it comes to that but partner, because he's my best friend, uh, promo would be Gallows because he's the funniest man I've ever met. And then punch in the face is Alex Kozlov because we have a love-hate relationship and uh, he puts me through a lot <laughs> as being his friend. <laughs> but I love him to death. I love him to death for sure. Oh, thank you for joining us today, Rocky. We, we really appreciate it. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, at Azuka Rock, A-Z-U. C A R R O C on Twitter and uh, our X and Instagram. Got to get used to that. And um, yeah, you can uh, check out Talking Shop Mania. It's on Fight uh, Fight TV, so you can watch that anytime, anywhere. They still send us checks, so we appreciate them. So thank you. <laughs> how, okay, now I need to ask this: how how much you how much is the Taco Shop Mania money still getting? Um, we do pretty good when we get checks like um quarterly or whatever it is now they're pretty they're pretty decent they're pretty decent yeah talking shop mania is is definitely in the black for sure good. you know you know what good because those are some of my favorite events and sean rossap and i stayed up until like midnight watching i think it was the first one and then doing a review uh of yeah, the show as well I yeah saw that. 
Yes. It was hilarious. So, it was hilarious. Yeah. We we that's right up our alley. I mean, you 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 know Sean, you've spoken to him plenty of times. Like that's right up our alley, the the stuff uh you guys are doing yeah. on Talk to Shopmania. Yeah, I would you know, I would love to do another one. I don't I'm not saying I want those guys to get fired anytime soon, <laughs> but uh but if they do, talking shop and mania three will happen for sure. But uh hopefully they don't. All right, there's there's my clickbait headline. Rocky Romero says <laughs> <laughs> if Carl Anderson and <laughs> I, I, I guess actually frame of like when Carl Anderson and Gallows get fired. I didn't say when. I didn't say when That's I didn't say when. <laughs> you said if. You said if. Everybody it's put like it on if, the if, if, if yes. one day they get fired. <laughs> Rocky Romero desperately hopes Carl Anderson and the Gallows <laughs> get released so they can do talk and shop. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say desperately. That's what everybody else is going to run, Rocky. That's what everybody. Uh, no, else is I know. Run. No, I know. But don't be one of those people. Be above. Not that. us. Not us. No, not us at all. <laughs> Oh, Rocky, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, you can check MLW One Shot on Thursday, December 7th. It's on Fight Plus. So once you get Talking Chopper Mania, get Fight Plus. Check out MLW One Shot. Rocky's got a great match against Mascara Dorada uh, for the MLW Middleweight and CMLL World Historic Welterweight titles. Go check it out over at MLW.com. You can get tickets and, of course, all the information's there. Rocky Romero, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. I appreciate you. you thank too. you, Rocky. Take care. Have a good day. Thanks. Rocky Romero, the one and only. That was fantastic. A lot of fun. Oh, Rocky's so much fun. You know, I've, I've seen plenty of his interviews with Sean, just interviews in general. He's a, he's a lot of fun. Uh, he's, he's great. So yeah, we we appreciate Rocky. Mackenzie Mitchell was, was just released. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that, uh, come through our chat. Um, I, I hope everything's good. I, I hope that, this is not the the start of more for the day. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. Uh, I hope. I hope everything's good. I do. Like, uh, you never want to see any any of these releases. Yeah, you know, it, it says she was released. Usually, if it was an ask, they mentioned that it was an ask. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You know what? If there's anyone who's gonna, you know, land on her feet real quick. She is someone who's proven time and again that she's she was the one of the least robotic interviewers backstage at NXT. So uh, wishing her the best, man. She 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 just married Vic Joseph. You know, her husband is someone who works at WWE. Uh, She's yeah, she said it herself. Met my husband, moved cross country. Place I'll always consider home. So hopefully uh, there's there's room for her soon wherever she goes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Mackenzie Mitchell will will land on her feet. I, I hope she'll she'll be OK. And I just I hope. Hope she's good, and it, not that I want anyone released. I, I hope that uh, this is this is a one-off and not the start of a lot more uh, today. Because um, yeah, could never like those days. Never like those days. Nope. Uh, we've got a SmackDown tonight. Randy Orton, the Viper, is going to be heading to SmackDown following an invitation from Nick Aldis. What's all this then? He's going to get his Randy Orton fix. It's going to sign him to to the sack down, brother. Hey, look, I think the Randy Orton thing, um, I, I think the free agency thing works. I told you, I think they should be doing stuff like that. Is that how Punk's going to be? I I think this is what the GMs should do. Of Like, hey, if you return, yeah, it seems like Raw 
would be the place for Orton. He was a Raw Tag Team Champion before he got hurt. Um, he was. I'm pretty sure he was just on Raw, but he's not drafted. He was not drafted, so he's technically a free agent. So these free agents, it would, it should be the the GM should be like, I want this person on my brand. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Randy Orton story folding uh, playing out because you're right. Free agency should have free agency money and free agency invites and go back and forth. CM Punk do the same thing with him uh, unless he's a special attraction. Either way, that's going to be good. Uh, and Logan Paul comes to SmackDown. They're really trying to rebound from whatever happened this past Friday on, on their episode. Uh, ratings wise didn't do so great. So Logan Paul, Randy Orton and Kevin Owens is going to be in action, taking on Grice and Wola. So that's going to be uh, a fun night of wrestling for SmackDown and Rampage. Thank you. Rampage is going to have a lot of really fun stuff, so go check that out. There's uh, there's definitely an eight man tag and uh, a couple of a couple of really good matches on the table there. What else is there? There's Collision. There's a ton of uh, a ton of matches in the Continental Classic. Joel, yes, Jeremy. I think Ryan Sullivan mentioned it earlier. I'm trying to make the towns, brother. Yes, tomorrow, sir. tomorrow, I'm trying to make the towns. Um, Sean Ross Sapp is wrestling Shaza McKenzie. Go watch our very something media call. Uh, it was serious, was, Jeremy. It was serious. very serious. Yes, yes, very serious media call. I popped. I I threw myself off because I called Shaza a multi-time wrestler, <laughs> and it just like came out as I was like just thinking of things. Well, and it's I accurate. Saw, it's, that's very yeah. It's, it's very accurate. She has but I, multiple times. <laughs> But I saw Sean and Shaza just cracking up um, backstage as I said it. I just completely threw myself off on that. Otherwise, I tried to be very professional. Uh, the, I, the best part of that show, by the way, is like I come on early and Jimmy and Sean are still doing their show. And they were asked about um, Seth Rollins at, at WrestleMania and like what they should do and everything. And um Sean had to go, he had to go pee. And so Jimmy, Jimmy's there with me and Jimmy like gives his thoughts on it. He's like, Jeremy, what do you think? And I'm like, Oh, I got a super, like, I got a real idea. Um, got a real idea for you, Jimmy. And I pitched the, uh, punk beats Rollins, Cody beats Roman punk beats Cody at the two WrestleManias. (laughs) And the chat is just like dick. The chat is just like, this is the worst idea ever. Oh, what is he talking about? Completely different audiences, you know, much bigger audience for that show than our audience. Like a lot of the chat is like, oh my God, this is terrible. Who let this guy book stuff? And then we got our regulars who are like, ah, Jeremy trolling booking. This is great. So yeah, the, the chat had no idea what to expect. Even Jimmy was like, is this one of your serious ideas or are you just like trolling with this one? And I was like, I never troll Jimmy Van. Never. You can anyway. use Jimmy so much. It's I hilarious. Know. He does, he like he sees the value in you, but then you interact with him and he's like immediately, so. let's get out of this game right now. <laughs> <laughs> so so um I'm trying to make the town. So Val's asking, will I still be there? Yes. My plan, foolish as it may be, six hours is the drive from the the Casa de, de Lambert to uh, Black Label Pro. Six hours. There's a time difference there. There's a one-hour time difference. Um, so it's six hours. I'm going to be there. 
I know Sean's match is early. I don't want to give like spoilers, but like I know it's early. I've been told that much. It's seven hours from Black Label Pro to uh to Collision, right? To Collision in Erie, Pennsylvania. Seven hours. Sean's match early. It's at one one p.m. Eastern time. It's one p.m. Eastern, and if if it that's when the show starts. It's early. It's early, but that's when the show starts. If I can leave there by two p.m. Eastern, seven hours, I can get to Collision. Like with the time, it's going to be so tough because it's twelve Central, so I'm losing an hour. I'm losing an hour. So I so here's the thing. I, I'll probably get to collision at like 8.30, 8.45. So I'd be late, which I don't care. I don't care if I'm late as long as I get to see Danielson and Kingston. That's the reason I'm there, right? So I don't care if I'm late to the show. If Danielson and Kingston's closing, I'm good. I'm not worried about it. I'm trying to get the scoop on if they're closing or not. And and I can't get an answer yet. I'm hoping to have an answer by Saturday. Because if I learn that Daniels and Kingston's opening, I'm not going to try. I'm not. I can't do it. I can't pull it off. There's no way to pull it off. But if I learn that they are closing, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try to pull it off. So if if you're an AW and you're watching this, Tony Khan, please close with Danielson and Kingston. As it should, right? Like, why are you not going to close with Danielson and Kingston? I understand the value in, like, opening, but, like, no, that's the closing match. Danielson and Kingston. Close with that, and I'm going to make two shows. I'm going to make two shows in one day across four states. Suck on that, independent wrestlers complaining about your bookings. And then you're going to drive home? And then I'm going to drive home because I'm only two hours from home at that point. So oh, that's good. So basically yeah. you're just making a big triangle, like triangle to get, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. I got to leave at like six, I think six in the morning. And then I'll get home at like, if I stay, let's say I stay for ROH you're not doing that debatable (laughs) (laughs) Uh, buddy come on we we both know you're not doing that unless they make it like contingent on your appearance at this show you must stay for it's like you it's like you get a text from tony be like jeremy you cannot leave if you leave during ring of honor you have to pay the full price of your tickets I assume I got to take the full price of my ticket anyway i'm not getting handouts here but i gotta have danielson and Eddie Kingston last. That's it. That's what it, that's what it depends on. It depends on when Danielson and Kingston. Oh, oh wait. Um, the Thurston. WWE is, yeah. What? Yeah, the Thurston yeah. tweet. They laid off yeah, more WWE corporate is, employees today. Yeah, WWE has laid off more corporate employees today, according to multiple people at the company. This follows layoffs of more than 100 employees in September, following the closing of the TKO merger. Oh boy. So the the latter half of that statement is. As expected, unfortunately. Again, it's it's a merger. Um, now the general feeling is that if they laid off McKenzie, probably not the only talent release. That's the unfortunate reality of what we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, and by it's the way, get a-, get a hotel that night. No, no, no. If I'm two hours from home, no, no, no. I'm 
I'm I'm making it at that point. Like there's no reason that I wouldn't just go home. Like yeah, if I'm two hours, I'm I'm getting I'm I'm gonna make it home. All right. Oh, did did the the anonymous GM text you and be like, you may tell him to get a hotel because she's telling me she's she's told me of like get a hotel. She told me that she that she has implored that you should get a hotel. And you. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I stay for the whole Black Label Pro show, which is a possibility, if um, which is a possibility if I learn that Danielson and Kingston are opening and I know I can't make it. Then I will most likely get a hotel because driving seven hours back is going to be like, that's a lot. But if I'm already doing the seven hours and then I'm at rampage collision, whatever the, the show is. And then I'm two hours. I'm, I'm coming home. Like I'm going to be hopped up. I just be, I'll just have seen Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston. I'll be so juiced up and everything. Like, uh, I can easily make it home in two hours. Like I'll, I'll have the energy for it. That is a good point. It could happen. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna see. Listen, just go and enjoy. Hopefully, it's a a fun experience for you, and that you make it. I need to know, Tony. I need to know. I need I need to know when Danielson and Kingston are going on. You got to tell me. You, you got to DM me the scoops so I can pre-write my trip. All right. Shall we uh, get out of here? I mean, if you want, I hope it. Uh, Everybody, I feel bad for people being laid off in WWE. It sounds like it's a lot of office employees, but it seems like it could be a little bit more. Uh, yeah, this sucks. Yep. Uh, again, corporate layoffs at WWE. That again, that's that was expected. It doesn't mean it sucks any less. Uh, yeah, I just want people to be cognizant of the realities of a, of a merger, of a major merger. There are certain you know departments that cannot be doubled as a result. So. It is what it is. We'll see how it plays out with talent. Uh, so far, Mackenzie Mitchell's the only one. Sucks to go off the air like this, but this is kind of what we're going to do. Wrestling is a lot this weekend, so go watch it and go enjoy it. Take some time out. Go outside. Enjoy the weather. If it is nice, if it's not, just go outside anyway because everyone deserves to go outside. Jeremy Lambert, plug the stuff. Go, let's go home. Um, We'll end on a happy note. Here's a Here's a happy note for everybody. Thanks, everybody, for all the support this week. Really appreciate it. Um. I, you know, we had Kip Sabian on Monday, which was a lot of fun. A, a, I don't know, big get, like, but, but a lot of fun having, having Kip on AW talent, Kip Sabian. Um, Zach Adorn was kind enough to join us on Wednesday. Don't want to downplay him, but also then we had Rocky Romero today. Like, those, those are, you know, good names we like to think in, in the world of professional wrestling. So I, you know, it was a, it was a good week. For, for us at In the Weeds, we appreciate all the support. Everybody tuning in for uh, the shows this week. We are on the main channel on Monday. Um, so I don't know what we're doing yet. I, but I should probably tell Impact that we are on the main channel so the reach will be bigger. <laughs> hey, look, cool. No, you know, I'll let it, I'll, I'll say it now. Normally, when there's Impact Town or TNA Town, I'm the guy reaching out at this point. So my hope is that they will give us someone ahead of final resolution, which is next Friday or next Saturday, I should say. Uh, so the hope is that they'll come and join us. We, we hope so when it comes to. Uh when it comes to impact we like impact we do that's why i'm going to two of their major shows in the next two months <laughs> maybe we'll have the winner of sean ross Sapp and shaza mckenzie on on monday 
I feel like we're going to have the winner of that match regardless. <laughs> and the loser. Yeah, we might have the loser on. Have loser. Let's have them both. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I, again, want to thank everybody for, for your support, not only this week, but just the entire time we've been doing this show. Uh, th- this week feels, feels a little bit bigger because, you know, we, we wanted AEW people. I've always said that, like, having NXT, AEW, WWE, any any New Japan, like, we love having the independent talent on there. We like having just a variety of people, but but to have people who are associated with national television companies uh, feels like a big deal for for our silly little show so to to have kip sabian and rocky romero this week was uh was was really cool and um you know we're just gonna we we couldn't do it without everybody supporting this show so i appreciate everyone who who does support this show and i hope everyone has a good weekend um i hope everyone enjoys whether it's smackdown rampage collision black label pro whatever you're watching this weekend enjoy it and uh yeah we'll be back on monday Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you on the main channel for our Monday takeover. We will be there. And of course, subscribe to us here on the channel and leave a thumbs up on your way out. Tell your friends about us, would you? We're, we're, we're fun. We're different. We're hip. We're with it. Anyway, I'm done. I'm Agile Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. That was a, an awesome powers reference that went over Jeremy's head, at least. Uh, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We will see you on Monday. It's mine. Maybe we won't. We'll see. Cheers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.